0: The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. All right. (laughs) Let's get it going right here. Right now, this is New Generation Declassified. And of course, you're listening to an all-new New New Generation Declassified here on the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcasting empire. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and every single week, I go back in time and look at things that happened in the new generation era. This one's a little bit off and on, new generation timeframe, but we stay within the context of the discussion. Uh, But I have a little help again this week, going back to the well, maybe one too many times. But he makes me laugh what can i say the, the great billy idol i mean Hughie joining me all the way from ireland hey uh, i wish you well and some people want to throw you
1: down one hello <laughs> that's my, my billy of, idol impression
0: oh okay my moment of silence for the queen is just because i've seen it's you know it's got under people's skin so i thought maybe i'd just keep it keep the ball rolling you know
1: yeah, well, it's it's a different Billy here thinking about having a minute of silences with the Queen.
0: <laughs> Ridic- ridiculous!
1: Yeah, uh, she bloody stole my bloody stories.
0: <laughs> the oh, Queen boy, was...
1: <laughs> the Prince Philip was going to be a crown Jew, fucking chonos after cunt.
0: Did the Queen have the story about the pancakes?
1: <laughs> that was, uh, I think, that main story. That's the main reason for. Uh, Keeping 100 growing successfully recently. That pancake story, fascinating. (laughs) It was such a vital piece of information that had to be told.
0: The comments were so uh, heavy that I heard they had to shut down commenting across the rest of YouTube because of the pancake story.
1: It's true. It caused an internet shortage. The the data went out of line. It was basically pancake mania all over again. (laughs) Who needs the Beatles? Who needs covid It's pancake time. (laughs) And thankfully, Billy held out some information. He didn't say if there was a juice involved, maybe coffee, maybe Lesnar just went with water. Maybe just had it dry.
0: I'm going to say it could be a case of dry pancake. Hmm. I I can see Lesnar doing that.
1: Uh, That's kind of uh, assuming and pushing the agenda, but we'll not get into an argument on there.
0: No no i I completely agree uh so i sent you a couple random videos to to review uh all on the same topic uh i'm gonna surprise you with one i have saved for the tail end of our discussion uh but we're looking at some kind of like i'm gonna call i guess like the hidden life of owen hart the hidden gems of owen hart during the new generation era some interesting little things that uh popped up through the uh the years um Stuff, I mean, I've seen, but, you know, you get a refresher on. Maybe you haven't seen it before. Um, but I kind of was thinking about this as I was waiting for you. I feel like Owen Hart, although great, although one of the all-time best, I, I feel like it's like chic to say that you're, Owen Hart is one of your favorite workers or wrestlers of all time. I like him. I wouldn't say he's in the top ten, but he's there. You know, he's, he's somebody I enjoy watching. But I feel like there's a little bit of a manufactured love for uh, the Rockets.
1: But I, I think... But he's basically wrestling's version of... Uh, what's the name of the guy that played the Joker? Heath Ledger? Heath Ledger. And that... When you watch The Dark Knight, uh, there's nothing impressive about what he's doing, about the Joker's like, oh, wow, he's playing a crazy guy. I've never seen that before. Uh, but then he died. People go, that was one of the most fabulous performances <laughs> I've ever seen. The way yeah. he played a crazy person... I've never seen that before in any major motion picture. And I think that's the same with Bret Hart and Owen. And a lot of those family were kind of the same uh, matches all the time. While good, but it's always exactly the same.
0: See, Bret, I I do keep on a higher pedestal. I could still watch a Bret match, still get invested. I actually think Bret's promos are very, very good where people don't like what he portrays i feel like brett comes across as actually a guy that could be the champion like he just seems like he's carried like a real champion but with owen and i'm gonna go back to your heath ledger comment if you go back to 2007 2008 nobody wanted heath ledger to be the joker everybody ripped it everybody said it was horrible casting and it wasn't gonna work But then when we saw it on on the screen, we're like, all right, it's pretty good. Then he dies, and everybody's like, oh, my God, now you can't ever do the Joker again because, you know, this is not something that's going to be top." Owen died tragically, not under nefarious ways like Heath Ledger. But, well, that's actually not true. Ask uh, Owen's wife. She'll say he was pushed off, basically. But the body of work, it's almost like it was good. It was great. But I think the people who are saying how he's like, you know, the greatest wrestler of all time, I think it's just jumping on the bandwagon of the dead guy.
1: Yeah, that that's why that whole thing about when AW, I don't know the full stories, but they bought his life rights or something like that.
0: Yeah, some weird shit.
1: Yeah, and then they were like, and then that, that fucking scumbag, Tony Khan. But by the way, I seen someone leave a YouTube comment and they made an amazing point that in this day and age, when people are fucking having to do central hating again i mean like self-hating their homes and, and bells are going crazy for him to be sitting there boasting i have a lot of fucking money and i'm not gonna take <laughs> wwe's fucking shit anymore uh, it's like maybe you need to be aware of the fucking times you're living in you fucking well you know the word i'm dying to say
0: I do. I do. Uh, it's funny you bring up Heath Ledger and then Tony Khan. I think the two of them had a little bit in common as well, it relates to
1: back Martin. <laughs>
0: possibly, yeah. possibly a bottom right connection.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Uh, but, but yeah, yeah.
1: but they, so they, they bought the rights to Owen Hart's thing. Uh, and Adam Cole won the tournament and it's like, right now what?
0: Yeah, exactly. Now what? So they can put him in the video game. And I guess eventually make an action figure of him all because the wife hates WWE. Now, does the wife hate Triple H's WWE and the Stephanie McMahon WWE or is it only Vince McMahon? Now that Vince is gone, is Owen's wife going to be like, oh, well, maybe we can go back to revisiting uh, some sort of deal? Because for somebody who was so vehemently against the wrestling business for so long, for her to latch on to AEW... I think it's kind of strange. Are we trying to say that if Owen was still alive and was still wrestling, he'd be in AW? Is that what they want you to believe? Is is that where we would have seen Owen Hart?
1: Yeah, I just think that Tony Khan wishes he had a nose the size of Owen Hart so that he could fit more <laughs> uh, coffee into his mouth. Uh, but yeah, that's I, I I think that the problem with that that Owen Hart tournament is that uh, how can you have a tournament or a tribute to a guy when you have no footage? And all you've got are still images from his indie days. Yeah, Uh, it's like, do you ever give when you watch like a a shitty documentary about your favorite band, the Blink One Eighty Two, on on YouTube, and and you can't use songs and there's no concert footage. It's like it's just a bunch of talking heads going, "Oh, your own was really good."
0: Yeah. And all the talking heads are 38 and 39 years old who watched yeah. Owen in the same position that you or I did on the couch when we were 12 and thought, OK, yeah, he's he's good. He's very good. And again, I'm not saying Owen Hart is is bad. I wouldn't be doing an episode about a guy if he sucked. He he was amazing. I just think that it's chic and it's the in thing to jump on the bandwagon of the dead guy and say, all right, this is my favorite wrestler of all time.
1: And you just reminded me there. You said Talking Heads. The last album I've bought, or the most recent album I've bought, was "Stop Making Sense" by the Talking Heads. And I also love Shake.
0: Okay, very nice. I I wouldn't listen to a Talking Heads album if you uh, brought the Talking Heads into my basement and positioned them to my left. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't listen. I walk away. <laughs> wow, well, this this conversation
1: truly really on <laughs> nowhere <laughs>
0: uh, oh my goodness gracious look at what he just did there uh yeah. and i want to preface this again with hang on with what i said about dead guys there's a lot of dead guys in wrestling this is a guy who died in the prime of his career and that we're looking back with those rose-colored glasses
1: yeah but but at least the undertaker had the sense to come back to life to uh, avenge uh, kane came back to life too it's true like, like, Owen heart's just a fucking jobber he, he did the job to life for the a real champion would come back.
0: Incredible. Well, the first video that I sent you, I'm actually going to pull it up uh, and we're going to we're gonna have it up here next to us uh, so I don't have to insert the clip uh, in the post-production. So from the lazy perspective, I'm utilizing StreamYard's uh, capability of adding the video in, but we're going to talk about it and we are going to kind of uh, look at this bad boy and see what we got.
1: Uh-oh, one, two, This is totally unfair. Can you believe what just happened? We have a new champion. Ladies
0: and gentlemen, the winner of the Lumberjack match and new... Oh, no. What a travesty of justice. Can you believe this? This is disgusting. I can't believe this. A real miscarriage of justice here in Portland, Maine. Okay. Did anybody know that Owen Hart got a pinfall victory over Brett and was celebrating a world championship win in 1994, two weeks before SummerSlam in the big steel cage match. Does anybody know that?
1: I had no idea at all. Uh, And realistically, they should have for the sake of the the match, considering Brett was going over, they should have let Owen have the belt. Yeah. Just to mix it up. Uh, Quick. uh, This is kind of going off track, but something I was thinking about earlier, uh, for the new generation era, have you noticed that there was very rarely any hailed champions? Uh, well, you had Backlund and you had Yoko. Yeah, but that so it went from Yoko to Brett, then to the Backlund, then it went Diesel Face, who dropped it to Brett Face, yeah. who dropped it to Shawn Michaels, who's a face, who then gave up the belt. Uh, Brett Hart won it, Face, who then dropped it to Sid, who's a face. Oh, wait. yeah. Oh, yeah, and we forgot that Brett... Uh, HBK dropped it to Sid in the meantime. Yeah. Sid then dropped it to Undertaker uh, baby face of WrestleMania uh, 13. So for the most of this time, heels weren't getting uh, pushed.
0: Yeah, and what do you think that I think it's got to be because they just didn't have somebody strong enough to be that heel that's going to carry it. I mean, the Yokozuna bloom, I think, was off the rose after he lost it the first time you know, and giving it to him for the second time. Well, we already saw what he could do as the champion. It wasn't a lot. He'd squash guys, but he wasn't really, outside of having a great match with Brett, he wasn't having great matches with anybody else. So Brett was really the only chance. Now, are you giving it to Shawn Michaels as a, a heel in 94? Are you giving it to Owen Hart in 94? Who Who's getting that strap?
1: Uh, in 94, I definitely would give it to Owen. Yeah. Uh, simply because... Like the, the the thing about uh, Vince, because we're talking about those long babyface runs. You give Diesel this year-long run, and he's not go. He's not like doing great business. Uh, Brett, the year before, he had a really long run. He wasn't doing great business, and then the same as Shawn Michaels. For some reason, these big long title runs kept happening with people who weren't uh, drawing houses, brother. So uh, maybe mixing it up, and also. Uh, as a, as a very open mark. Uh, oh, uh, it's always more fun when the champion, or should I say, when the face is challenging the belt and you've got a top heel who's smug and avoiding and yeah.
0: that's that's the stuff that I, I always enjoy. So you think Dean Douglas should have got that run that was uh, talked about internally? Hmm? He he actually would have been
1: great and uh, I still say Dean Douglas is a great gimmick.
0: I agree. We're, we're in the very... Small minority. Uh, when I say minority, I mean small amount of people. Using before yeah. you continue.
1: Yeah, one of the minorities Mike Durban's talking about right now.
0: <laughs> on in Portland, Maine, on August seventeenth, nineteen ninety four, Owen got a faux victory over Brett as they would reverse the decision. This was a lumberjack match, uh, so the match was restarted. Owen would end up beating uh, Brett. Would end up beating Owen with a roll up after uh, uh, Owen collided with Jim Neidhart on the apron. So they did that to kind of tease you. Then they restarted the match. Brett gets the roll-up victory. Not very uh, befitting of a champion, in my opinion. But nonetheless, in Portland, Maine, that night, if you went to that Superstars taping, you got to see something pretty cool. And if you ordered the Wham Bam Body Slam Coliseum video, you also got to see this uh, one-of-a-kind match.
1: So uh, for what reason did they reverse the the win for Owen?
0: Okay, I can tell you that exactly uh, as we go right now. The challenger originally won the match and the title at 3.06 after Jim Neidhart interfered. As Owen was caught in the sharpshooter and clothesline the champion. However, several of the Lumberjacks and other officials had the finish replayed on the big screen so the referee could see what happened and the match was ordered to continue. So, uh,
1: am I, but I thought that's what a Lumberjack match was.
0: <laughs> to stop the guys from coming in,
1: <laughs> yeah, it, uh, the, uh, that's Shelly booking. But they should have given Owen the belt uh, just because he was losing at Summer Slam anyway.
0: I loved the um the when the Neidhart Owen pairing. I, I thought that was fantastic. I thought it gave uh, Owen that little bit of that like chicken shit heel, um, you know, protection where he could talk his big game. He's the king of hearts, but now he's got the heavy. He's got Jim Neidhart, who knows Brett better than Jim Neidhart. I thought that was an amazing pairing, but I think that Neidhart's demons are what kind of prevented that duo from really uh, going further, because if you remember, Yokozuna would end up winning the tag straps with Owen at WrestleMania 11, and you gotta think that that was pegged for uh, the anvil and Owen.
1: Yeah, and it was weird to that, because, but anvil, yeah, I I would agree that it seemed to go nowhere. Like, yep. like, why, why bring him back to not use him, and then, but then he's a he's a fuck up. Like you hear the stuff about how, uh, when he went to WCW, he was drinking literally before he come out onto the stage for his debut with Flair, and it's like you just fucking said Conan has said that uh, at the Fall Brawl '98, they were him and Bull, Bulldog and Anvil were literally smoking crack. In the car park, like openly in front of the fans.
0: <laughs> Wild times, that's those 90s. They were amazing. Those guys are uh, all legends, and that, there's a reason why. <laughs> uh, quick, quick
1: plug for Keeping them 100. Uh, there's a great story on the YouTube if you want to hear about Brock Lesnar ordering a pancake.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that uh, the, that Disco had a lot to say about it, too. We probably uh, asked what kind. Protein pancake, regular, yeah. Aunt Jemima.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Uh oh! All right, other matches that happened that night at that Superstars taping. I'm going to point this one out for you specifically. Uh, Tatanka pins IRS. Nice. Okay, and then Lex Luger defeats Ted DiBiase's Undertaker via disqualification when Bam Bam Bigelow interfered as Luger had his opponent in the torture rack.
1: What a fucking horrible time to be a fan. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Come on. That's- I can't really remember it as well. So when they were doing that angle with Undertaker, uh, the fake Undertaker, were they actually calling him the, the fake Undertaker? Or no, were they-, they were
0: calling him Ted DiBiase's Undertaker.
1: If, if that was their just, way around it. If they'd have just said, no, that's the Undertaker.
0: They just referred to him as Ted DiBiase's Undertaker and you as the fan. So now they post-production dubbed in Mark Calloway's voice during some segments to make you kind of thrown off, you know, but when the Ted DiBiase undertaker would drop you with the tombstone and he would do the hair flip, the camera would literally give you about a millisecond to see who that was. And you could either say, Oh my God, that's not the undertaker or, Oh no, that's him. That definitely him looks exactly like him. But again, it was Ted DiBiase's Undertaker. Now, I've just listened to my second full Bruce Pritchard podcast. I've never listened to this show before until the last couple of weeks. And he talked about that. And Conrad, the big jolly fella that he is, has a major, major heat with me for saying the phrase under faker.
1: Yeah, the problem with puns like that is it's so obvious that uh... – you can just tell some dickheads think they came up with it.
0: It's terrible. He lost so much more street cred in my eyes by saying under faker.
1: Uh, of course, uh, speaking of long heard guys, uh, Chris Martin is the concert faker.
0: <laughs> I forgot about that guy. Uh, one more match I want to give you Quebecer Pierre pin Paul Van Dale. Does Paul Van Dale mean anything to you? Uh, He owes me money. <laughs> well, that's the that could be correct. The second guess would have been that he's the father of Carmella, WWE superstar.
1: Uh, Carmella, of course, I slapped her there last night, and she was crap.
0: No, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, other videos that I sent you to review for this new generation declassified, dying to get your opinion of a young editor of a newspaper exposing secrets of the business back in 1994, one Vince Russo making his WWF television debut as part of WWF mania to reveal in his article about Owen Hart stepping out of the shadow of Brett, that Owen Hart was originally the blue blazer. Did you know that before 1994?
1: Uh, I did because I think uh, back in 92, Bobby Hainan or somebody mentioned it on... Co- no, I remember WrestleMania 5. Uh, watching it on VHS. Hello, kids.
0: Uh, somebody uh, pointing out that he's Brad Hart's brother. Really? I don't remember that. I See, I remember connecting it with the tights that he wore when he came back in 92 and saying that when he switched to the blue tie, when he was with a, a high energy, I didn't realize it. When he switched to the blue tights, I kind of connected the dots. It was the same guy, and then eventually we find out it was the same guy.
1: Yeah, no, they used to do the, on the Coliseum home video, there was a thing on WrestleMania 5, because I always remembered this, which was in 98, or 89, sorry. Yeah. And in it, because Perfect wrestled the blue blazer, and then in a Coliseum exclusive, Bret Hart cut a promo and challenged Mr. Perfect.
0: Hmm. So I, I always remembered that. Yeah, that's, Uh, I'm not, I'm not remembering that at the moment, but I'm also. I'm a great. bigger mark than you are. I guess you are. I mean, I, I, you know what? I think it's one of those cases of overflow. I just let certain things flow out of the back and I don't remember yeah. it. Um, that's
1: exactly what happened to Carmella last night.
0: <laughs> oh, he's quick, folks. Uh, 1994, Vince Russo. Uh, long before he was getting hired to be a consultant for the USA Network, appearing on the USA Network with a uh, killer porn stash and very uh, shaggy uh, beetle like hair uh, with the Toddster, Todd Pettengill.
1: Yeah, uh, I got to be honest with you. I only watched the first clip because I was uh, very busy yesterday. But yeah, Russo, it's, I just am always like seeing him on TV or hearing him speak when it's not about how he hates the modern stuff?
0: Um, I'm appalled that you wouldn't view all of the uh, videos that I sent you. So now I'm going to pull it up on the side here so you can see what I had to see. Uh, because again, it was relevant to the fact that I uh, found something related to Owen Hart in 1994. So here's Todd Pettengill in all his glory. Uh, Fun fact, folks, I worked in this building. It looked exactly the same in 2006. Look at this guy here. Look at this. Look look at that, bro. The guy
1: who accidentally started Get My Go because of him allowing John Wanglin to run wild.
0: (laughs) Um, Porn stash? What do you think? He gets away with it because Vince can grow a good thick mustache. He could. It does look very good on him with the shaggy hair and everything, but the suit and tie, that is total WWF corporate. Everybody, I had to wear a suit and tie when I went there and I sat in an editing booth.
1: Yeah, how many times does he say bro in this?
0: He actually doesn't. He actually doesn't. He's very uh, kind of like meek and mild. Uh, for a guy who was on the radio, you know, a few years prior, uh, he doesn't really have a good presence in this uh, this scene here. Um, and he's not, like, looking that much at the camera. He's looking more kind of down and at Pettingill. You know what I'm saying? But there it is. Look, Owen Hart is he uh, the real deal for the WWF Championship. So Vince was always kind of ahead of it.
1: Yeah, uh, nice bit of clickbait, of course. Which, keep the 100 official. <laughs> but, okay, yeah.
0: Very early in the clickbait uh, world, you know? Yeah,
1: I but I, yeah, as I say, I would have give. Uh, I would have had uh, Owen even uh, Owen win the belt at uh, Survivor Series '94 instead of Backlund, and then had Owen drop the belt to Diesel. Yeah I, yeah, I just would. But Bob Backlund getting the title was just such a strange. Like Bob Backlund got the title before Lex Luger. Yeah, like it's it's just
0: weird. And it was very like the match itself. I don't love it's probably on the lesser end of my, uh, Bret Hart, you know, title matches, but nonetheless, it got the belt to diesel. Just, uh, you had to watch, uh, Bob Backlund. I just, I wasn't a big fan of Mr. Backlund.
1: Oh, thanks.
0: All right. So, uh, the other, let's see, what else did I send you here? I sent you a couple. Oh, um, uh, we'll fast forward a little bit before I show you my shocking little ender. I got, uh, the night that I call the new generation is ending is the night the heart foundation reconciles and the heart foundation uh, comes together. Brett gets in between the bickering Owen and British bulldog uh, a couple of weeks before, maybe about two weeks before I was at a house show in uh, Madison square garden where uh, the bulldog and Owen uh, face uh furnace and Lafon. Remember furnace and Lafon, their short lived time in the WWF.
1: Yeah total uh, charismatic uh, icons.
0: <laughs> Tell you a funny story about them in a second. So, in the match, uh bickering ensued between Bulldog and Owen. uh Bulldog threatened to leave. You know, he kind of pushed Owen. The crowd went nuts. It looked like the Bulldog was going to turn face again, all the while Brett was starting to melt down on TV. And it looked like we were going to see some sort of dissension with Bulldog and Owen, but Brett hits the scene out of nowhere and breaks up this little fracas between the Bulldog and Owen. What are your memories of the uh, heart foundation reconciling on Monday night raw? Uh,
1: I, I fucking loved it at the time. Uh, I was such a NWO mark that I thought, wow, WWE is really getting left in the dust. And then uh, around a 13, 13. So I remember there being that match. It was on raw it was Brett versus Sid in a cage match. And it was like, yeah. whoever wins then their match at Mania is going to be for the title. And there was all these crazy run-ins by uh, Undertaker and fucking Stone Cold. Uh, so WWE started getting interest. And then at Mania, Austin turns face and fucking Brad turns heel. And it's like, wait, so now Austin's going up against Brett with the group. And plus uh, being a mark, when you get these, uh, real factions, so to speak, like like the Bloodline or, or the, the Usos or whatever the fuck. You know, they're, they're legitimate family, so it adds a, a realism to the group.
0: Yeah, and this was like about as real as it was going to get because Brett wasn't full blown. He was starting to go off on the fans. This was, I think, the cementing of the heel turn, even though he was starting to get a little upset. But he comes down, he pins the bulldog with a chair across the throat. To subdue him, Owen originally backs him off, and then he gets up and, and he talks. But I think it's Brett's promo that puts it over the top where he blames the the fans, he blames the WWF for driving the wedge between them. And why would he want to fight his brother, Owen? He loves you. You know, I've loved you since you were a baby. And it really, I like, guess, yeah, you're right. It's that real element of family that, you know, I wouldn't want to join a faction with my my brother. We We get beat every night. Uh, If I had Owen Hart and the Bulldog on my team, though, I think I might be uh, all down for it.
1: Yeah, and what made it even better was that at the time, like, I think 97 was Bret Hart's best year. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Uh, And uh, it's just the times, it's not only is it a new faction, but it's uh, three of the best teaming up. And it's like, I'm so fucking sold on this. And and it's a shame because Bret Hart get injured, a leg injury, like really quickly. And there's some amazing uh, angles. He did Stone Cold. Like, it's just, th- this was a great time to be a fan because you could see that there was a change happening in WWE.
0: Now, that's a great point to point that out because that's when Anvil returns again. Brett is uh, is injured. Uh, Austin finds Brett unattended. He goes to attack Brett. Anvil comes out of nowhere. throws They throw uh, Austin off the stage, which is one of the first times they did that since the stage was so new. Anvil joins the group, but then you said in your message to me you did not like Brian Pillman being included, even though he had the connection against Austin and he was also quote trained by the Hart family, you know, because of his Stampede connection.
1: Yeah, I thought that it just it goes against the uh, the the gimmick, so to speak. It's like if if you look at like the NWO or the Nation of Domination, they never added any like supernatural characters. It was all like very uh, real, so to speak. And yeah. uh, Pillman joining, while uh, on paper it made sense, because he's a Canadian and he's a great wrestler. Uh, gimmick wise, it didn't make any sense. Like it's like with them. Um, I seen somebody talking about with the the Bloodline, uh, WWE. They were going to add uh, what's that black guy called? Well, it was, it's not not what Mike Durban would call him. Um, <laughs> oh, Apollo Cruz.
0: Oh, what I read really?
1: somebody <laughs> saying that at one point he was going to join, but then oh they, my god, they agreed to just make it family only, and uh, I, I just think it, it's better if you keep it more uh, real,
0: if if that makes sense, it adds to it. Do, do you like the Sami Zayn flunky uh, addition to the bloodline? Uh, I love that. I, I, I got to be honest.
1: By the way, <laughs> seeing uh, it's September twentieth right now. Yeah. Uh I'm becoming a mark again. I'm really enjoying
0: WWE. Yeah, WWE's been good. I, I caught the tail end of the clash at the castle. I enjoyed uh what I saw. I, I tuned into SmackDown for a little bit last Friday night. I enjoyed what I saw. I think Sami Zayn, even though he's that fish out of water, like you're saying, with the family group, I think he's hilarious and he adds to it. And you know the turn is gonna come soon. But it's just still, it's just great. You know, he's taking the chair shots for the guys. You know, he's causing dissension in between them because one guy hates his guts. The other guys don't mind them, but he's been taking shots for them. So I just, I think it's very funny, but you know that burn is coming and that's like, uh, you're just waiting for the time. Oh, wait, hang on. This is, I clicked off the video. Here's where Owen starts to cry as Brett is, uh, you know, telling him how much he loves him. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I, I remember that. The, the, see, because all this stuff like it's 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 real, and at the time, you're you're like a total mark. You're really into it. And you're like, hey, this this is real. This isn't like a, the regular challenge stuff. They seem to really care. And uh, the ironic thing is that uh, I think this night, Brad Hart wrestled The Rock.
0: I don't know if that's... This week or the next week, you could be right. I could be wrong, but it may. I'm going to tell you right now. Actually, I'm going to. It might be the following Raw, but this is the second night they had the Titantron for a Monday Night mm-hmm. Raw. This is March 31st, 97. Let's go to March 31st, and we have. If you're right, you are. You're going to take over this show. We're going to call it uh, Dorkside of the uh, of the New Generation.
1: Yeah, that'd be a good one.
0: 331.97. Maybe it was taped the previous week. Let's see. Shotgun. <laughs> you, my friend, I believe, are correct. Yes. Yes, you are. Wow, you were right. Good Good for you.
1: Yeah, because uh, I, I remember that Raw. That was the one where Undertaker burnt Paul Bear's face and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good Raw. Cause it was definitely you could tell that like changes are happening and and the uh, the Nate with the nation, like at Brett's face is great.
0: This made me like Brett more. I was the, I like I hated when Brett was turning because I love Brett. So I was not an Austin guy for like a year and a half after <laughs> this all happened because I liked this version of Brett. I thought this was a great group. Yeah, no, Brett see, Brett Hart is a dickhead. They're that like king. Well <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's great. Then Bret Hart is a dickhead, and uh, his, his natural cuntiness was coming out as a hill.
0: Yeah, look okay, at Vince is great. What are you doing? Yeah. Are you, what crying?
1: Are you doing crying? over this? <laughs> this is ridiculous. What's going on?
0: Well, we've experienced this family reunion again. This is the night I close the New Generation era. Uh, we haven't gotten this far. Uh, But in this month of March, also, you have that European title show, which is basically why they changed to the uh, Attitude Era Raw style. Uh, You have the ECW invasion of Monday Night Raw and you have the Hart Foundation reforming. So that's a hell of a close to the new generation era.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. And uh, little did we know it was to continuously get better.
0: It definitely got better. Now, closer... of course, it peaked
1: that time the uh, the Down syndrome boy jumped the reeling at the King of the Ring.
0: <laughs> Technically out of our jurisdiction, but uh, he was a Special Olympian there, buddy boy. Yeah, uh, don't you forget it. Now, let me ask you this: How would Juan Unda book the uh, the Heart Foundation turn?
1: <laughs> uh, better, because he's Hispanic and he's from New Jersey, and and everybody keeps asking him his opinions on wrestling because. Juan Unda has friends. That's right. I have proof. And if you don't believe me, how come he has that photograph from 2004 of him talking to someone?
0: <laughs> Who's got a more viable career at this point, Juan Unda or Stuttering John?
1: <laughs> I think that Juan Unda is as good at booking as Stuttering John would be. I think that Tony Khan should hire <laughs> both of them to finally make himself seem talented.
0: <laughs> What would you do if Cedric John shows up in AEW? <laughs> I, 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 I'm all elite.
1: Yeah, uh, Chris Jericho. I want to match with you, and if I lose, your your mother's a paraplegic.
0: <laughs> what What are the chatters? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're all a bunch of marks. <laughs> That's heat seeking right there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Where right. is the guy with the beers?
0: Here's what I have for you as we close out and this falls into the new generation era and Owen Hart is a part of this. I swear to the Lord above or below wherever you want to worship that I have never seen this until about an hour and a half ago. (laughs) I sent you a clip of Bret Hart and Owen Hart appearing on honey. I shrunk the kids, the television series. Yeah. Okay. Now that I have seen, uh, before I show you this clip, what were your thoughts on that? And this is in 98. So, again, out of our jurisdiction. But I need your quick review of the acting chops of Brett and Owen together on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me when when wrestlers are bad actors. Like, you look at Stone Cold Steve Austin and Hulk Hogan. Uh, in my opinion, they were quite successful in the wrestling business. Yet, when they then have to act on other TV shows, they are awful and so like just so fucking bad. And that's the thing about Brett and Owen in that uh, clip. Even though it was really short and it looked like it was filmed on a $20 budget. It's like, it's like they, those shitty actors make, look like fucking Daniel Day-Lewis and Jack Nicholson. Like, like Owen, uh, Owen's acting was worse than his entrance to the Over the Edge. Oh,
0: wow. 98, okay. 98. Not the... Oh, 98. Okay, good. <laughs> that was pretty... Uh, it was very like... Um... I guess you would say rigid. Like they were just almost like um, not dry, but like they just didn't seem like they said action or that wasn't the take that they were supposed to use for the final cut. Not saying honey, I shrunk the kids. The series was like a cinematic uh, classic, but it it ran for a few years. It was like a, a decently run Disney channel television series, but Brett and Owen appeared as brothers, Brett and Owen Hart together in the same wrestling federation uh they go to the Zelinsky family house because the daughter's a big fan and they get injured at the house practicing moves with the uh the neighbors right so that's the scene i sent you is where they're in the hospital and they're in like you know crutches and braces and and all this shit and they have to pick the uh Wayne Zelinsky the inventor to be the replacement tag team <laughs> for the funny oh, i
1: shrunk the ratings.
0: Yeah, I don't think the ratings were there. I, I believe it was on, uh, if, you, if you've if you ever heard of the WB in the States, uh, the channel, the WB, that's what uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the series was on, and then it would move to the Disney Channel, but it was produced by Disney. It was not good. It was a, a piece of dog shit. But while I found that and watched it before we, uh, we got on the air, I found a three-minute clip that would tell me to stop, you know, if you want to comment on it, because it's it's out there from the Bollywood film R Ya Par. Okay, there is three minutes and thirty five seconds of House Show footage taken on either I've pinpointed the dates to either February fifth, nineteen ninety six, or February sixth, nineteen ninety six in calcutta and delhi india i hear it's
1: lovely there this time of year if you like this sh- if you like the piss shit out of your arse
0: <laughs> well i'd love to get your comments as we watch this i saw it you need to see it uh are you ready for this uh action born ready black lives okay. matters here we go ah. starts a little commentary this is- again? Okay. just wait for the cut hey, look at the cut and now to the, the wrestling world Biggest nation world yeah. long, The Jingo and the Joker The Jigolo versus the Joker A.K.A. Hunter Hurst Helmsley versus Doink
1: Why is, is that guy dressed up like uh, Doc Hendricks from the early days? I
0: don't know, this is super duper loud in the background He's got the
1: WWE shirt on, I bang her
0: So so look at this. This is a full-blown house show from overseas, and they're filming, I guess you would say, not in the same place as the wrestling event is going on. But some gentleman brought uh, a lady to this show to enjoy some American wrestling, and we've got ourselves uh, Doink versus Triple H, a.k.a. The Joker versus The Gigolo.
1: I'd have done the popcorn trick. Oh, here comes Big Yoko the bloodline you fancy yourself a
0: bollywood fan i'm uh, now with, with these classics what what year was this 97 19 this came out well this was filmed in 1996 the movie came out in 1997 it looks like it came out in 1957 yeah what do you think of these cuts
1: uh, I love the I love the fact that they're still selling. I can't believe how fat Yugi got. There you go. Look. Oh. Skip versus Sabio Vega. I'd love to know what uh, names to come up with with, with these characters. Is Skip's playing the body Donna and Sabio Vega's playing one under. <laughs>
0: What do you think of these sound effects?
1: Yeah, it's those people love the post production stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Look, we got a bare ass of Chris Candido, bottom right. Yeah. Now, here we go. Owen Hart is in the main event of this show against Big Daddy Cool Diesel. (laughs) This bitch is going to cause a riot Those hoodlums (laughs) Did
1: he punch her?
0: Yeah, he gave her like a shot Like an elbow Look, it turns into a full blown riot While the match is going on That's it Clearly kicked that guy So they're matching the action to go with the action in the ring.
1: Yeah, that always happens to me when I get into fights too. You know, sign the facts and wrestle moves. Oh god, check
0: a please! My god, they're such bad actors. Yeah. One, two, and then there's three. And that's the end of it.
1: Yeah. Of course, of course refuses to do the job even then.
0: Yeah, so what the frig do you think of that? And what a weird ass find. While I was watching Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, I found this fucking movie. And, oh my God, the hidden new generation life of Owen Hart. <laughs> yeah, o- Owen Hart, like, I, I do,
1: I-, I I was always a fan of him. Uh, but I just think that he's one of those, but I I do think, though, that he should have got a title run, even though uh, I wouldn't, I don't think he was ever going to be, like, the top guy. Because I remember in the Attitude Era when he came back uh, after the Montreal thing and and all these fans are going, oh, they should have pushed him. They should have pushed him. It's like, no, I think Vince was right to go with Steve Austin instead. Yeah.
0: yeah, It was a good two-month little layover to get to WrestleMania season from December to February. But, I mean, he literally goes from that return where everybody was buzzing to he's in the mid-card back with Triple H feuding over the European belt while Austin is now on the Ascension up. Uh, Let's not forget the fact that he almost curtailed the Attitude Era by breaking the neck of Steve Austin the summer before. (laughs) Uh,
1: No joke, at the time of recording this, I have one final Kingdom 100 clip to upload. Please. Someone wrote wrote in asking about Owen Hart. and And the theory that apparently Jim Ross said something like, that he felt like Owen Hart injured Steve Austin on purpose?
0: Well, I mean, the story goes is that Austin did not want to do the move because Owen said, I'm going to drop on my ass. And Austin said, that's not how you do a tombstone. And I don't want to do that. And Owen still did it. Mm. So that's,
1: that's the thing. Like it, it's crazy. And, uh, so, and, and that's the, the interesting thing is that, uh, like that's that'll go down in history as the biggest botch, ever. Like the craziest fucking like screw up that's ever happened, and, and I think that that's one of those things that while obviously Owen's always going to be considered one of the greats, it's like yes, yes, but you also showed one of the biggest fuck ups, yeah,
0: ever. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> one well, one of two. One of two. You beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> well. It's uh, it's cool enough to find him holding up that belt like he got a faux title victory. It's weird enough to find him acting in a Bollywood uh, film in a house show match against Big Daddy Cool Diesel. But nonetheless, there are many, many Owen Hart gems in the new generation era because he was that damn slick and he was that damn good. Uh, so go find yourself some more Owen Hart to watch and enjoy uh, that time capsule that is this new generation era. So, Husey, before we say goodbye... Please tell the listeners of New Generation Declassified where they can find anything and everything in the world of It's usy Hello.
1: Uh, check out the, the podcast It's usy Hello on all good streaming services to see the video version. Uh, check out Huge Entertainment on YouTube and all you pro wrestling marks, you losers, you nerds, you marks. Well, come check out Keep No 100 Official on YouTube, which... Uh, I think we're just about to pass 45,000 subscribers today. I uh, we'll haven't checked in a couple of minutes, so hopefully we're getting there. Uh, that will be happening today, I hope. And there's, there's thousands of videos there, hours and hours of content. Just get in the comments, subscribe, and it's free, and you don't have to pay anything because that's a free means, allegedly.
0: Send your questions in. We want to know how uh, the Eddie Guerrero, uh, Rey Mysterio feud was. Did they really have heat with one another? Would Conan go back to work for the WWE? Uh, would he work for AEW? Would he book AEW? You know, how, what happened in the NWO era when Conan spoke to USA Today? All those questions sent to the mailbag.
1: Yeah, that's the thing that I find amazing <laughs> is that uh, Marks today spend more time online than ever. Yet, Keeping the 100 is the only show that has people that continuously email in to ask stuff that's been public record for like 20, 25 years. Like, like be- somebody somebody wrote in once asking Conan, why'd you shave your head?
0: No, it's they like, didn't.
1: Yeah, they wrote, yeah, and he said, because I was going bald. <laughs> and, then, and then I remember some dickhead wrote in, uh, What's this fucking... Uh, Jed Frankfurter? I think it was, wrote in asking what they're watching on Netflix. And it's like, who gives a fuck? And even Wrong show. They, Wrong yeah, show. And even, and even if they do give a fuck, what do you think they're going to say? It's like, oh, uh, there's a hidden Martin Scorsese film in the subtitles option of, uh, of a Friends
0: repeat. It's like they're watching exactly the same stuff as everybody else i don't get it i, I don't get why people people think that that's an easy question that they can get on the air for but they picked the wrong show <laughs> to send that to and yeah that's I,
1: I just i just don't understand how it's interesting to anyone
0: i would agree i would agree all right if you want to follow me it's at chad emb on twitter at IB Exclusives on instagram head over to francine's youtube channel while you're there checking out keeping it 100 uh like subscribe and share the videos that we're uploading uh we don't have half the reach or even like uh, uh an eighth of the reach of keeping it 100 but we're trying we're trying to get up there we're trying to uh post some interesting videos that we think you might enjoy so please support the queen of extreme and head over there and uh take care of that there stuff there man all right yeah. well yeah and a little a little tip
1: to the uh to the fans of youtube right there If you're going to leave a comment, actually leave something relevant to the topic being discussed, maybe an opposing opinion, maybe something, an observation. Don't just go, hey, how's it going? (laughs) Because that means you're dumb and we don't need dumb people anymore. Dumb people fucking go fetch the food for people like myself and the Chadster. That's right. Leave comments and don't be fucking stupid. I'm sick of you people.
0: And if you're having a bad day and you need to talk to somebody, just join the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast Facebook group and get that support you're looking for before you go rearrange your fig room. (laughs) You bunch of figgots. The worst. All right. We will uh, get out of here for today. For It's Hughsy, hello. It's the Chadster. Goodbye. We'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the two-man power trip of wrestling. What the world is downloading.